0: Hey, Sunny, how far do you think you would have gotten the trials, the baseball trials, for League of the hmm. Um,
1: Not very far because I don't think I would have been able to get up out of bed that early to attend tryouts. I'd still be snoozing while they're all throwing balls
0: to each <laughs> other. <laughs> so you get to the field, how far can you throw? How far can you hit? Oh. Can you catch?
1: I, I don't have faith. I don't have confidence that I can hit a moving ball. Genuinely. <laughs> I, okay, I'm going to get share something personal. So in primary school, we all played T-ball, right? So you've got a little stand and a little ball yeah. on it and you swing. Fine, uh-huh. happy, having a nice time. Then you get to like grade five or six and they're like, all right, maybe we'll start going into softball. Everyone has to try out to now be moved to softball. Every single person has to do this. Went up, missed the ball. They went, yeah. uh, you stay in tee ball Sinead. I think that's, that's a good, you can stay in tee ball <laughs> okay. that's fine. So not very far at all.
0: Yeah. I wonder how that would go for a professional T-ball league for real, like, adults. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? How far they could push it.
1: Yeah. I just think balls Mm. should be stationary. Okay. Don't take that out of context.
0: (laughs) Hello there. This is I Only Like You and Movies and Occasionally. Amazon television programs, streaming programs. My name's Lonnie, here with Sine. How you doing, Sine?
1: Hello, I'm well, thank you.
0: Do you like our new title?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, it changes every week, depending <laughs> on what we've seen.
0: <laughs> exactly. What have we seen this week, Sine? Or oh, over the last several weeks, I should say.
1: We have been watching A League of Their Own. The rebooted yes. TV series based on the original movie.
0: Movie that was that you've seen a lot as a kid, I think.
1: Uh, I've seen it a couple of times. I I can't, I remember the funeral scene, and I know Tom Hanks and Madonna (laughs) are in it. That's all I really remember.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's the classic, it's it's one of the female led sports movies. Mm -hmm. One of the only, one of the best. Not the only, there's been a few, but I think that's what people go to when they think of this sort of Mm -hmm. genre Mm -hmm. -genre. subgenre. Um. I think We were keen when we heard it was coming, especially the series is the, the reboot, uh, especially with Darcy Cardin, one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, we just happened to organize a viewing party with our good friend Erica, who you will have known from our um, yearly Emily in Paris marathons in episodes.
1: Is there one coming Great this stuff. year that the listeners can look forward to, Lonnie?
0: Absolutely, I think it's coming out December 21st, Ooh. the series, and we'll be watching it that night.
1: Okay. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) um, Now, we affectionately call this lesbian baseball. And I say that because there's always been that undertone in the original movie. um, And I guess it's kind of, I think it's affectionate, but also maybe a little bit not affectionate, talking about female um, sports in general. But this series, though, we were joking about beforehand, but I saw some people talk about it. And as it was borne out in the actual series... It's, it's much more about um, lesbian gay women, isn't it, than baseball. You might even say it's more of a queer show than a baseball show. Yeah. Do you agree?
1: Baseball definitely takes a backseat to some. They're very engaged in the issues at the time, I think, because it's set in yeah. like the 40s, right, during the war.
0: Mm-hmm. During the war, yeah. 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 So the basic premise is that a lot of the men are overseas fighting. Um, people back at home still need entertainment and... Um, you know, something to do, and also the the company still want advertising advertise and, and the sort of business considerations too without having the, the men playing baseball, and so there's a, a female league starts. The interesting concept, and it's it's done very well here. Um, overall, Sinead, did you like it?
1: I did. I really I did. Some of the episodes mm-hmm. were very slow, and sometimes mm-hmm. I didn't feel like we were getting very far narratively.
0: Mm-hmm, and sure. I
1: think so. The problem, the, one of the difficulties with this show is that there are essentially two storylines that we're following. And there's always mm. a possibility when you divide your show or movie that one is going to be stronger than the other. And that every time you're with mm. one, you're like, oh, can we get back to the fun stuff? Like, this is just a drag. Mm. And unfortunately, I feel like this series kind of fell into that trap a little. Um,
0: absolutely so what are the two storylines that are competing
1: yeah so we've got carson right whose husband is away at mm-hmm. war and she leaves a small town to try and try out this female-led baseball team And so you've got the women on the baseball team who are all trying out and trying to make it dealing with sexism and misogyny and team dynamics i guess to try and work mm. out um,
0: they're also in like in a competition so there's like mm-hmm. stakes there leading up to the big game at the end, which is a you know, tournament structure, all very compelling. All that stuff liked all that.
1: Yeah. Second storyline, you have Max Chapman, who is a black baseball fanatic, and all she mm. wants to do is play baseball. And obviously, has lots of issues with racism that she goes through. She can't even try out for the team, you know, because they won't mm. let black people try out for things, and. a a lot of her storyline is sort of about her coming out as gay and her family's response to that and her sort of navigating that Mm. part of her life and there's not a lot of baseball in that storyline sort of centered around baseball like she wants to try out for the team but the episodes themselves very little baseball within them it's oh we've got to help our friend go get stuff for dinner and then oh we've got to try and Tell our mum that we don't want to run the hair salon. Interesting stuff, but I just when you've got people like Darcy Carden, who is so charismatic and exuberant and just like you want to stay watching her do anything mm. for as long as possible, it feels like the the other storyline comparison is just a bit of a drag. And
0: Yeah, I I think if they were separated, you'd have two really good shows. Yeah. But together it it kind of it doesn't help it becomes less than the sum of its parts unfortunately
1: well we initially thought that the the point of having these two storylines right is that they would intersect at the end they'd have a, mm. a you know maybe a black women's baseball team and they would play a game against this league that Carson and um all the other girls are in and it sort of feels like we're maybe getting there towards the end of the series but we go through sort of like like the first few episodes, Carson and Max's paths cross a little bit, you know, they keep running mm-hmm. into each other and then eventually they have sort of like secret training. Um, But they, they don't really, I thought for sure the storyline was either going to be they play off against each other or Carson figures out a way to get Max onto the team. And I thought that that storyline was going to last maybe a couple of episodes, not the entirety of the first season. Um,
0: Yeah, I just feel like... Carson's story, and she's played by Abby Jacobson, who's also a co-creator and writer on the show. We love Abby. She's great and everything. Yeah, The voice of the girl in Disenchanted. I love that show. But there's a lot of growth on that side of the storyline. Carson, she has an affair with with another player, and then she becomes the coach, and then she's got to – everyone hates her at first, and she's got to sort of whip them into shape, and then they sort of – they become a real team by the end of it, and they're playing in the final – and lots going on there. Meanwhile, Max, on her side, is treading water all the time, mm. and it feels like they're inventing stuff for her to do. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's a more of personal journey for her too, because she's navigating her sexuality, and he has got all that personal drama with her mum and her family, um, and her uncle and art and all that stuff. In and of itself, is 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 interesting and quite compelling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it felt like that sometimes she'd get somewhere, she'd be knocked back, she's back where she started, and then she's sort of got to start again. Meanwhile, the other guys, the uh, other girls, I should say, are out going through a whole journey, really going places, and, yeah, her, her journey maybe more and more internal, and just didn't quite match up. And it's really shown in, in, in stark contrast in the last episode that we cut from um, an exciting big game mm-hmm. for the the Carson's side, they're really, really exciting. We got edge of our seat watching this, mm. and we cut back to um, Max, and she's just like walking around town, chatting to people. Mm. She wakes up from a party, and just all of the excitement and the narrative momentum just stops, mm-hmm. stops dead in its tracks, unfortunately. So I think it's just literally putting these two storylines against each other, they're competing against each other. It didn't do them any favors. No. I just think about, you know, something like the bear we watched recently, Mm -hmm. half hour episodes, nothing led up, no not a single frame or piece of dialogue, Mm -hmm. even if it was cousin half the time, (laughs) was out of place. And it all all went so well and every episode was over before you even realised it. Mm -hmm. We could have had a half hour show here just with Carson's team. Yeah. Going through all that journey. And it would have been really, really good, I think, would have been great. And and the same for Max's storyline as well, a storyline about this you know, woman finding her sexuality and, and going she, she's competing against racism and but she gets opportunities because of the war. That's all interesting too. That could have been its own half-hour show mm. but they were just jammed together uncomfortably.
1: Yeah. I think there's a way you could have explored both. I just think you need to bring the storylines together sooner. I, I just, I really do. And deal with some yeah, and I think they're a bit... racism stuff within the team. Like, deal with it. Still explore all those issues that she had. You know, the, oh, she's got a great chance being on this baseball team, but her mum still wants her to stay at home. Having issues with her sexuality. Um, have all that. Just making it so separate is just really hard to see how these are both tonally the same show.
0: Well, I think the problem they had is that they have to stay. True to history, and yeah. it wasn't integrated the tournament. Yes, and so they couldn't have the black team come in as you would if you're writing it. You know, you know, ideal world or a, in a version yeah, of history that doesn't exist.
1: I get that, but so much of the dialogue is modern dialogue. I remember like yes, Eric and mean. us laughing when we were watching it. And we're like, "There's no way they said that back then." Like, I can't even remember what it was. A very like meme-based comment i like, would they really mm. have that turn of phrase back in the 40s? Probably not.
0: Yeah. Not to mention like the the Freda Dorothy thing happening like a few years yes. after the film was released. That kind of felt a bit strange.
1: Yeah, it's not even initially. a thing at that point. So I understand, yeah, you want to be beholden to what actually happened, but you're not doing that 100% in your show. So why, why does it matter then? Do you know what I mean? Like if you're not committed to being 100% historically accurate in your dialogue, for example, and the writing, why are you historically bound for this one thing about racism? Like, could you, if you're doing that, if you're doing, oh, we wish people back then would have been more accepting of gay people, you know, or it would have been more accepting of, mm. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Have it in an alternate reality. Have it in a better past, you know. Say this is what should have happened yeah, then.
0: I'm, I'm, I get where you're coming from, but also think potentially then you're like,
1: Glossing, glossing over everybody. history that yeah. things
0: that actually happened so yeah that we enough. have to confront what actually happened um and she she gets there in the end she becomes like i think they call them barnstormers mm-hmm. they sort of go around doing exhibition sort of things and she's got a really good arm so she can yeah throw the ball fast than anybody in the world so that's cool It comes there but like in the very in the last moments of the series I think that would have been interesting much earlier, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. But we've got to sure. come back
0: for season two, I guess, is the idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that I think that was just a sort of a thorn in our side watching this series is that mm-hmm. we've got two sort of different shows that we just can't quite um, comport together, unfortunately.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about Darcy Carden.
1: Oh, can we just turn this whole podcast into a Darcy Carden appreciation episode? <laughs> I can't articulate how much I love her with my whole being. Like, she okay. is just perfection, personified. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we were first introduced to her in The Good Place, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then she's in Barry, being absolutely hilarious, just perfect in that show. Every twist she makes is perfect. And here it's like, Oh my god, she is dressed up like a nineteen forties babe, with her bright red lips, looking glamorous as hell. I mean, mm,
0: the, the hair and everything. The, I'm just
1: saying, the, if I went to my baseball camp and Darcy Carden was there, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Are
0: you saying everybody they weren't they weren't gay before they turned up? But I'm <laughs> saying I, I don't away. blame
1: Carson. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, she's perfect, um, and so the whole a thing of the show is that carson and darcy's character who is called greta um Mm. embark on an affair and have to hide this obviously from their team members and the people in charge of the team um all the while sort of dealing with the fact this sort of white elephant in the room not white elephant in the room that's christmas time elephant in the room which is that carson's husband is away and eventually he will come back and what happens to their relationship you know does she go back and resume? At the end of the season, do they mm. go back and resume their lives without each other? Um, she's wonderful. Like I don't have anything bad to say about her. I love her so much.
0: Well, I liked what I liked about her character was that she was a bit dangerous, mm. and she's sort of kind of the the older woman. <laughs> I mean, I think she was more experienced, more experienced one who yeah. is leading her into this sort of affair. Yes. really pushing it. Um, and at, at first she's kind of mean as well mm. to Carson, like. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a bit of tension there, but maybe you know, that that's that's where the danger comes from. Um, but that's interesting because like she's different to what we've seen her previously. Darcy Carden, mm. she had an edge to her this time, which was interesting to see her play. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the the glamour of her. Mm-hmm. I think the whole show should be commended for its production values. Mm-hmm. The costumes alone, Sine, like what they're playing in the. Um, like the uniforms i mean especially but also every other costume it, it it felt like a lot of money was put into that and you can see what it was just well done mm, For Did sure,
1: you agree? i do one thing that frustrated the heck out of us though is that they're supposed to be mm. having this private affair right and keeping it from everybody oh yeah Yet they have every conversation about it in a room yelling at each other with the door open when they're all living in the one house they mm-hmm. sneak off to just the next room to have sex with each other like there's not a lot of care or attention for the fact that they are supposed to be hiding. Where are your circumstances no. in this scene? Exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: And They just go down to the, down to the shed to have a little make-out session, but they leave together. Everyone sees them going in there.
1: Yeah. They that's come bizarre. Out together. <laughs> I think the thing that I struggled with that is, it, so it bites them in, in the butt at the end of the season because Carson's husband sees them. I don't know if you saw them kiss, but he, he, he knows what's going on. Right. That's the cliffhanger yeah, that we end the season. Yeah. And so I feel like the show is asking us to ignore all the other times. Like we thought mm. that they might've been discovered so many times because they were being so lackadaisical with the way that they were, you know, meeting mm. up and stuff, but that's not in the text. Apparently that's just nah, no one can hear them. Don't worry about it. Not like, that's not a thing in this world, but then it is in the last episode. Mm. So it's like, okay, so you wanted us to, Push that to the side for a certain thing and then bring it back into play for the last episode to be surprised by it. Like, I don't know. I just found that Mm -hmm. a bit disconnected. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say.
0: I see what you mean. It's supposed to be a big thing. they have finally caught out in the last episode when they've been acting
1: like that the whole time.
0: They should have been caught out every other time they've done it as well.
1: And every time they see each other, we're like, oh, they might be discovered. Oh, I guess not. Okay. I guess we're not doing that. Mm. And then it's like, psych, we are actually Mm -hmm. doing it. Okay, well
0: mm.
1: that wasn't totally consistent, you know. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices luxury quality within reach go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com slash style
0: one more thing on them being gay yeah it's really cool i love to have this queer self just front and center on this show unlike mm. disney which has like a, a small hug at the end of a movie and it's like oh a yes. new gay character.
1: I almost sent you a thing. They're about to have their first openly gay teenager or something. Haven't they had have that, that about you, five so. times every two seconds? Yeah.
0: Like, haven't we had make that? Make up right? a new category all the time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, there's no way you can watch this show without it being front and centre and as it should be. One thing I was a, bit, a little bit concerned about is a character called Shirley, played by Kate Belant. Yes. He's great. She's very anxious, this character, all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she plays it so well. Um, and she's worried about lesbianism and the, the uh, negative effect that would have on the team. And she's looking out for it all the time. Um, and she sort of brings Carson into confidence about it and they both look out for lesbians and stuff. Mm -hmm. Carson obviously having to lie about better, her her own sexuality. And towards the end, it does come out to the rest of the team that Carson is gay and other Mm -hmm. other members are as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Shirley is, is you know, think religious, and she doesn't like this. She's very upset about it, and eventually they have a bit of back and forth, and she comes around to realizing it's not contagious. And she, what, what does she eat? Something the peaches or something? And she's the like, yeah, it's food, not
1: because she was afraid of botulism.
0: That's right. Yes,
1: and so she just starts manically um, eating out of cans to prove to herself that that's not yeah. Fun.
0: And like, I, I get the thing right. She's scared of what she doesn't understand and she is friends with these people and she says she's finally met someone she knows is gay and realizes that they're not a problem and so you know she's her values previously that were against gay people she that's that's been changed because she knows these people it just felt a little bit easy maybe just like tying things up in a neat bow yeah like potentially there's more drama more compelling drama if if there is someone on the team who was against this and Mm. It isn't just solved in one sort of quick comedy scene towards the end of the of the series? Do you know what I'm getting at?
1: I know what you're getting at. Is is there a chance though that we'd be retreading old ground? We're like, oh, there's another thing. There's another wedge in the team, and they have to find their way back to being cohesive again. And we know that that's mm. going to happen. But then I guess isn't that playing in a team? Isn't that being a part of a team? There's always things that push you apart and bring you back together. Like greater good. And, maybe yeah. it's a more truthful dynamic
0: yeah so i'm not saying i wanted her to to continue being discriminatory Mm -hmm. it made it just just a bit easy that it all worked out very quickly after a character was established episode after episode of being very much against this Mm -hmm. and then just took one little scene anyway not just one sort of small Mm -hmm. side point um other characters on the team they're all pretty fun um got may bell who's described as feisty here on wikipedia i think she's the um the Madonna mm-hmm. character in this. She's fun. Um, doesn't take anyone's shit. Um, Joey DeLuca. Joey um, DeLuca. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great name. Um,
1: so Greta's best friend. She's Greta's
0: best friend. She, they've sort of been yeah, helping each other, covering for each other and yeah. traveling around together for years and years. They're both. I love that friendship.
1: Yeah, so they're both gay and know each other mm. is gay and have this kind of like sisterhood, I don't know, relationship with each other you know no, it's very it was
0: sibling. so good because it's so, like so, so Greta and Carson have the affair obviously but like Joe's her best friend Greta's best friend and so mm-hmm. it's nice to have her to have not wasn't just they're defined by the two having an affair they have actually got other connections that yes. they sort of have on the team I thought that was that was cool
1: it's almost like gay people um, can have friends
0: yeah they're not just totally yeah. <laughs> defined by the romantic mm. interests um on the team we also had uh, Lupe, who was the pitcher, the mm-hmm. Spanish striker, mm-hmm. um, she was cool. I really liked liked her. I loved her character. She yeah. she didn't she didn't let Carson off easily. She no. challenged her, yeah, and brought out the best in each other eventually, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same with with Jess, who um is also gay, like <laughs> love the team. Um, and she's one he wanted to wear pants and kept getting fined for it. Oh yeah, and you know non conforming gender roles, which. I think it was interesting to have in this show and probably something we, yeah, yeah that was a good historical sort of element to it.
1: Just very no-nonsense, doesn't take crap from anybody. Like yeah, almost the sort of, I, I hate to use this phrase, but tomboy, that sort of mm. type of person who doesn't want to do things that are, um, I don't know, what you expect or doesn't like following instructions and wants to stand out a bit yeah. and doesn't want to go along with the flow just for the sake of it.
0: Yeah, but given we're in the sporting context, definitely the sort of person you want on your team. Yes,
1: for sure. Reliable, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Um, and my my favourite of the sort of cast of characters in the team who aren't the main main couple was Esty, who was the young Cuban who yeah. didn't speak much English at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think they fluffed it, though, Sine, unfortunately. As she learns English, yeah, because there's this montage where they're all um, giving speeches. So Carson as coach, she decides that, They've all got to start doing that, and it's really cool. It brings them out, brings mm-hmm. them to start thinking about each other rather than just themselves solely, and so they start inspiring each other. That's really good, and it's a great montage. But Esty, who's been having trouble speaking English this whole time, or learning English, as to say, she gets to finally give the speech. And in that episode as well, it's highlighted because she feels left out because she's having trouble communicating to the others. Mm-hmm. But they just sort of gloss over her finally speaking English and giving the, the team um inspiring speech yeah like that should have been the end right it should have been like the climax to that montage at the very least
1: you think so but no
0: (laughs) yeah i'm worried it was annoying because i was like we're building up to this i saw the sort of the pipe being laid but then i didn't quite get to the end of it that that, yeah that montage anyway Mm -hmm. she's fun she's cool
1: yeah she was great
0: um also max has clients her best friend who's a comic book artist and they work in the factory together she's a lot of a lot of fun a lot of good value i
1: felt you guys didn't like Clance. I loved Clance. I thought Clance <laughs> was really funny. Like, there was Look, so many at, at things that did sense.
0: <laughs> well, I just think at times she was in a different show to everyone else. Perhaps. Yeah, fair enough. Especially Max, who's sort of, quite rightly, walking around depressed all the time. Mm. And Clance is there as the comic relief. Um, and wow. they worked all together, don't get me wrong, but it it's just wasn't quite Why did nothing
1: come of them stealing the food? Why have yeah, no, they No, they
0: still... They still everyone's lunch for a second and then just go back home with their back lives. to
1: work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bizarre things like that. that. Again, I think that was that's mm. you talking about how they almost didn't know what to do with her or that storyline. So yeah. They're like, just let's do this, this and see if this does something. Nope. Okay. Well, let's yeah. let do yeah. something else. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, also, we shouldn't go past um, Max's. Sorry. Carson's husband, who does turn up eventually, Charlie. Now, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned him, Sine, because he was in your favourite show of all time.
1: Vampire Throws? Grey's Enemy. No,
0: he, he's, he's Mr. Suits from Suits.
1: Oh my god. I'm going to The show you it. love so
0: much and I... you always re- you recommend to people.
1: Have I told this on the podcast before?
0: <laughs> I think you have, but may okay. as well do it again now.
1: There was a guy, after Lonnie and I started dating, there was a guy who was a friend of Lonnie's, I think. And we were at a pub for someone's birthday or something. And he came up to me and went, oh, hey, how are you going? Um, thanks so much for introducing me to Suits. I, I really like it. And I was like, oh, oh I don't think that was me. I've, this is the first time I've met you, so I, I actually haven't seen Suits. No, 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 it was definitely you. It was definitely you who did it. Okay, I haven't seen Suits, though. No, I know it was you. I know it was you who recommended yeah. it to me.
0: He he found you as well, to tell you, especially. I
1: have not met that man before in my life, and I have never seen the show Suits. Here's what I know about Suits. Lawyers and Meghan Markle's in it at some point. They're the two things that I know. I haven't seen it. (laughs) I haven't seen it everywhere. So you
0: didn't recognise him when he came in, Charlie. You're like, oh, Suits boy.
1: Of course not, because I haven't seen the show.
0: Um. We should also mention one of our faves, Nick Offerman, Can we seem to see seen in everything these no, days.
1: No, no, no. Okay, you have Nick Offerman on your <laughs> show. You have Nick Offerman on your show, right? He's set mm. up as the coach, and then episode two or three, turns out he's doing some shady business, and he's mm. no longer a part of the show anymore. You've got to bring him back at the end. Do you not? Because Carson overhears the mm. fact that he thinks, oh, there's no, there's nothing in women's baseball. This is going to fail like two seconds or whatever. Don't you have that moment where he comes back at the end and he's like, oh, shit, they managed to like actually pull themselves mm. together without me. Isn't that amazing that that can happen?
0: Yeah. Why was there no, that no
1: like narrative conclusion or sense of closure to that? He just disappeared. He was in for two episodes. All he can get time off from his current project obviously and what we couldn't afford him for the rest of the season like that's what it felt like ah oh, it really annoyed me
0: yeah I'm not, I'm not sure about that i like the fact that you know the girls don't need a male to be their coach and
1: he's yeah, actually I like that too. not
0: even coaching them that was cool. cool but yeah it kind of felt a bit unfinished that that yes, storyline
1: it did it felt like they forgot that yeah. they had nick Offman earlier in the season
0: mm. anyway yeah. something i
1: will say like all the all the supporting cast is actually really strong Like sometimes I think Mm -hmm. with these kinds of shows you can have a great lead, but sometimes maybe there's not the strongest performances in the supporting cast. This one, I feel like Mm. everyone was really great, really individual personalized performances. Like Mm. it's huge cast. So you've got to have particular things that make your character stand out. Right. And I feel like they were all different enough, individual enough and unique enough to make us, root for them specifically as well as the team in
0: mm. general. Absolutely. I'm just looking here, I'm trying to find if there's a second season to so they can develop those characters who are all quite well drawn in the first season, but it doesn't seem like anything confirmed yet.
1: Mm. That's mm. concerning.
0: But it's, de- it's definitely set up for more, let's face it. It's
1: set up for a second season, so if they don't do it one, I yeah. don't know what's happened. But
0: I mean I mean sorry Max, but I want to see a season of the baseball. <laughs> Not so much you unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just.
1: I know, and it's nothing r- yeah. wrong with that actor's performance either. Like, I feel like
0: no, that storyline, even the storylines are great. She was and great. Interesting.
1: It's just, yeah. I don't know that we were here for that. Mm. You
0: know. Oh well, that's alright. Um,
1: that's interesting. So there's a quote from, um, Kayla Kumari Upadhyaya. Sorry, I'm not sure how to pronounce this mm-hmm. her name. Um. A critic who wrote, 30 years after the original, the story finally gets to be as gay as it should be. And it's not just the (laughs) sheer number of queer characters, but also the great space and weight given to queerness within just about every single plotline and subplot of the new series that makes up for the lack of explicitly gay content in the original movie, which is good. I think Mm. it's, yeah. I do do like the idea that children growing up could watch this show It's not a kid's show, but, you know, like Mm. as teenagers and see themselves reflected in lots of different ways. You know, you've got a person, a woman of colour who's gay. You've got someone who's in Mm -hmm. a heterosexual relationship who's exploring her sexuality. You've got people who have been gay and out and proud the whole time, you know, like there's lots of different Mm. representations of it, which I think is, is great. It's not just, you know very thinly drawn stereotypical depictions of being lesbians it's very much in all its forms do you know what i mean like there's a lot of diversity within that one label
0: no absolutely and yeah i think i don't think this this series exists to correct the original movie but it does it is quite nicely yes the modern telling of something that was might have been under the surface in the original movie, um, knowingly or not. So yeah, yeah that's cool. I found a quote here that just um it says what we th- agree th- thinks so that's awesome. It'll just um reinforce our bias. own thoughts Wonderful. already. Yep. Yeah. Um sort of Indiewire. The series A story has Carson and all of the complicated personal issues from leaving her husband home husband home to realising her own multifaceted sexuality plus the team's drama, the league's drama, and a full ensemble to, f- to find time for. Mm-hmm. The B story, which is really more of a second A story, is just Max. And warranted or not, it often feels like we're just waiting for Jacobson and Graham, the creators, to hurry up and find a way for Max to join the pictures. Yes. Switching between the two, that's what you said, switching between the two, even on hour-long episodes, creates pacing issues. The things like the team's inaugural baseball game get surprisingly short-triffed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. So that's this person is correct because we also <laughs> do
1: the same thing. I'll link that in the show notes. Sounds like a good review.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so ra- rating time? So now rating what you time.
1: Um, mm. Four? Okay. I think. I really liked it. They just needed some tightening of the A plot, B plot.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a three and a half for the same reasons.
1: Is this like the first film we've had in a while that you have scored lower than I have?
0: Probably, yeah. Wow. I think it wasn't just like one episode that was a bit rough. It was every episode that was That's tough true. for me like that. You know? Yeah. So, but when it's good, it's really good. Mm. And it's good a lot of times. So don't don't worry. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been asked talking about a league of their own. Uh, We're recording this a little bit in advance. Who knows if Twitter exists, if
1: the the internet
0: (laughs) still exists by the time this goes out. Um, We have been on Twitter previously. We might still be there. Otherwise, we might be in other avenues, which you can find in the show notes. Mm -hmm. If you want to follow us and find out more. The podcast still exists, though, so you can go back to the back catalogue and find lots and lots to listen to, Um, especially Emily in Paris, those (laughs) other episodes we've done with Erica. We watched this and enjoyed it
1: for our mm, for next, yeah coming up soon
0: hmm mm-hmm. yeah all right well thank you very much for listening we'll see you soon
1: thank you bye
0: but I feel like um lost my train of thought there I got confused what was, what was I saying I don't know what you're saying <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was I talking about? I don't know.
0: Castle, castle,
1: what I was talking about them converging as a thing and the paths crossed and narrative.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Here we go. Hold up.